If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Exclusive details from the IMF Executive Board meeting as John News Lens Ghana has just passed a second review, paving the way for the release of 600 million dollars. And hello, good evening. This is Top Story with Evans Mensa. And we'll be taking you to Boko pretty shortly. And uh, Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone, where in the last few minutes, we're learning a bus carrying training nurses has just been attacked following the killing of at least four people in the last couple of days. Uh, we are on the ground. We'll be speaking to the, uh, the Boku Municipal Security Council. The chair has declared the area as a no-safe zone there currently for anybody. Our reporter will also join us. This is a fluid developing story. we go there pretty shortly. But also... Uh, first, we have some news just coming in, some exclusive details from the IMF Executive Board meeting that my jo- my colleague uh, George Yaffe has been following up for us, and he joins me in the studio with this. And George, all day we've been waiting uh, for some news from this IMF Executive Board meeting. I made a point about second review. This is indeed the first review yeah. after the release of the initial $600 million. 
What do we know tonight? We know there's a major joint press conference at 7, but we're getting some exclusive details so ahead of that. what we understand that the executive board met today, Ghana is not the only country that they review in terms of program performance, but what we understand is that Ghana was the first country that the board considered this program based on the report that the staff presented to them as to how Ghana has fit under the program. What we understand is that Ghana has passed this first review what it means is that the fund, the board has actually approved almost uh, almost six hundred million dollars uh, to be disbursed to Ghana. Now, all other things being equal, it should take about two working days, or even Monday or even Tuesday, uh, for that amount of money to hit Bank of Ghana's account. But yes, the fund or the board has approved Ghana's program, as in the first review we've passed it. But there were some concerns, and the concerns that they raised had to do with fiscal discipline in an election year. Mm. What assurance, what is government doing to ensure that it stays on course, especially in an election year, and ensure that they contain any overrun? Because that is the fear that the program could derail if government doesn't stick to what has agreed under this program. And when even it comes to spending in an election year and expenditure in the 2024 budget. And, and that is absolutely critical. It's not only the IMF worried about this, mm -hmm. the World Bank is worried about this mm -hmm. too. In fact, you've been speaking to the mm -hmm. uh, the World Bank country director who, of course, we know has left now, and he also makes a similar point. Yeah, he makes an argument that, you know, it's a very important thing, but he also explained in that sound that being an election year, they have a target or a deadline that by June, if we do not make any drawdowns, it appears there will be freeze in spending. And it appears if you deduce meanings into what he was saying, it was more about concern that maybe any fresh funding will end up getting into that budget overrun. Our policy is not to disperse budget support too close to elections. Mm. So it will be important that both the team and Ghana work very hard to, start to get the conditions for the second mm. operation early enough. Mm. If it's too close mm. to, the, to the elections, we will find it difficult to, mm. to dispose. Are, are you afraid of uh, whatever new government taking over? That's why. No, 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 no. We are not afraid of anything. Uh, it's just a policy. It's one, it's a policy, but also perception. Mm. Because, you know, we don't want to give cash to any government in election time. We all know election times is when generally there's a. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, temptation, or, temptation or pressure yeah. to spend, mm -hmm. I know. And we, it's a policy bank always does. Mm -hmm. We don't give budget support or even certain mm -hmm. operation mm -hmm. like cash mm -hmm. transfers very close mm -hmm. to election. Yeah. But just to clarify, mm -hmm. we're, not we're not scared of anything. If mm -hmm. this government or Maybe you have if there's a change in government, recently I met with a uh, uh, His Excellency, His Excellency Maham, John Mahama, mm. it's normal as part of a dialogue. I mean, it's, it's, mm. it's, we, 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 we listen to, mm. to them and, you know, the World Bank works with the government of the day. Mm. If the, this government stays, we work with them. If another one comes, we'll sit and... And that there is the immediate past uh, country director for the World Bank. Uh, Pierre Laporte raising concerns about budget overruns and election-related spending. And he heard himself arguing that because of fears that we might end up spending more than what has been approved and all the rest, when it gets to after June, they freeze any spending to the country. And even just cast your mind back to 2016. And in the last quarter to elections from September, 
that is where the concern came and mm. the, the taps were opening. So all these development partners are concerned. And Evans, you realize that anytime we've had concerns with our economy, it has to do with post-elections. Yeah, and, and, and this is important because as you're just joining us, we're just learning uh, details, exclusive details from that IMF executive board meeting that tells us, indicates uh, that they have approved this first review, paving the way for the release of $600 million. The key question is, what is government going to use the money for? Mm. The finance minister has told you that uh, projects will begin, projects yeah. that have stalled mm. will begin. The key concern is, is it going to be spent for election-related expenditure yeah. for the purposes of winning votes? Yeah. We just had the uh, immediate past mm -hmm. country director mm -hmm. of the World Bank mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. That is a concern yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Now, tonight, we are expecting the finance ministry and the uh, IMF to hold a joint well press briefing. As the Bank briefing. of Ghana, yeah. Exactly. Uh, we expect that that uh, particular event, they will formalize mm -hmm. what we've just been learning, yeah. telling us what has happened and what that means for this economy when the money is expected in mm -hmm. the accounts. You are going to be there tonight. There's a lot riding on this because this has delayed. Mm -hmm. So we wanted an account yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then the impact Mm. will begin but even it's not just about the money coming in and for the development partners and even the institutional investors out there how committed is the government ghana or the country ghana to fiscal prudence mm. and when it comes to sticking to the targets under the program and that is why for these donors and for these investors they are waiting for the staff report on ghana when they say that ghana has passed the first review what are they saying about the economy government expenditure, revenue, and fiscal operations. And I tell you, that's what we are all waiting for. We all want to read that. The IMF is very transparent in mm. that process, and they will issue a very detailed uh, report on this that will be published. So we'll get to learn that. But we're also expecting to learn a bit more tonight. Uh, you are leading this coverage. We have a special coverage for you of this joint IMF uh, Finance Ministry press conference uh, at 7. Mm. But we are beginning our conversation ahead of that on television. You want to join George and the team uh, for that because this is very critical for uh, this economy uh, going forward. George, thank you very much for that. We're going to be joining you on television at 6.30 as we build into 7 and, and post that announcement and the press conference. You also get to get some analysis and put it in context how that should affect you. That also going to unlock a few more funds yeah, from the World, World Bank, Bank and, and, and the others. So there well. is a lot to go through for you tonight. Join us on television for that. I, I want to quickly return to our developing story in Boko. Uh, in the last uh, few minutes, we've been working the lines uh, to confirm what we're learning that uh, uh, just before we came on air, a, a bus carrying training nurses was attacked in Boku. Uh, and this follows a killing of four people, at least four people in the last few days. We know that the chair of the Boku Municipal Security Council has declared the area a no-safe zone. He actually goes ahead to say he believes it's the most dangerous uh, uh, conflict zone in the world. Uh, pretty serious stuff to hear from the chair of the Municipal Security Council. I want to bring in quickly my colleague who's uh, been following this for us, our Upper East Regional Correspondent, Albert Sorry, is on the line with us. Albert, let's quickly uh, get into the details of what we are learning about this attack on the on the bus carrying training nurses. What more do we know? Yes, Evan. So this incident uh, happened less than an hour ago uh, from the information that we have gathered. 
at the moment um the injured are currently at the boko presby hospital and receiving treatment in intensive care what we are understanding is that they they, they just went on the they are on vacation and they were leaving the school um, in a group on a bus uh, towards Bulga when their bus was ambushed by two men on a motorbike uh, very close to the barrier at Binduri and they fired at their bus. Uh, we also know that there were about 45 uh, students, trainee nurses in the bus. Um, there's no casualty, but several of them are injured and are receiving treatment in the hospital as we speak. Uh, and and um, we are just beginning to see the pictures now of the injuries, some of them are very serious injuries. And you've seen them yourselves uh, on, on this uh, in this particular latest attack that uh, just happened. Uh, uh, Albert, stay with me. Thankfully, uh, we can bring in the Boko Municipal Security Council chair, uh, who himself has, uh, has been under significant pressure. He says he himself doesn't feel safe anymore in that particular community. Uh, Amadou Hamza joins us right now. Uh, Mr. Hamza, thanks for your time. You're on Top Story. Thank you so much. Have you been briefed about this latest attack? Yes, my security commanders have briefed me about it. Exactly the point you mentioned, um, Boku Nursing Training College students on vacation and they were um, passing through Borga. They got to a suburb of Boku known as Bazwa and they were shot by unknown assailants. Indeed, one person is injured in the hand, and so he's responding to treatment. The rest of the students, including the bus, has been escorted by the police to Bolga. That's the latest incident in Boko. And what must have triggered this? I mean, because this is a bus carrying training nurses. Why? Uh, we can, there's nothing that can trigger anything in Boko. <laughs> it's, uh, the firing can start at any moment. It is about 24 hours then. Any time, any time, any day, gunshots can just start without any cause, and that's it. You don't need to say that there's a cause or something that must have triggered another thing to happen. No, it is just like that. Boku has been like that. Any day, any time, somebody can just get up with his gun and start firing at you. By the time the military or the police get there, the person is gone. That's it. But, but knowing what you know on the ground, was this bus deliberately targeted? Um, I cannot say. I cannot say so because I am not part of those who actually orchestrated or perpetrated this injustice to the innocent uh, students. But I can tell you that uh, usually um, it's targeted. And uh, there are other occasions where it's not targeted, where there's a bus coming and then they just shot at it. That's all. They're looking for any other bus or any other person moving on the road, and then the person is shot at. That's it. I mean, so with this, I cannot ascertain and to disclose whether or not the the bus has been targeted or not. I can't see. I mean, but considering how unsafe Boko is, and you've already been talking about this today, I mean, the roads are, are not safe. We don't have security, military, police patrolling the, the highways. They, they, they has been they, that, that patrols. You know, we have five major routes in Boku. One, one is that from Bolgatanga coming to Boku. It's one of the routes. Then one also leads from Boku Township to Pulmakom. That is Widana along the Togo barrier. 
Then the other one goes to Kulugungu, and that is going to Burkina Faso. Then the other one goes to Garou. Then the, the last one is from um, Boku Township going to Muglori, which is also a, a border to uh, Burkina Faso. So all these roads, we have um, been able to strategically ensure that we have patrols. But the citizenry are so smart to the extent that you, know, you cannot have enough security men to be stationed at 100 meters away from one, from the other point. So usually they would look at a point where there's no security and they will attack there. Before you can say, Jack, the people are gone. So, I mean, so that has been our challenge. The biggest issue is on the main roads, where people feel unsafe. Um, you know, Boku is right from the 40s and then the 30s in Boku. It's been that majority of our citizens are moving to Burkina and Togo to conduct their businesses daily and back to Boku. But as I talked to you, in the last two, three years, it's been very difficult, extremely difficult for people to travel to Burkina Faso and then Togo to conduct their businesses. And as we've just been speaking, a, a bit more is coming in on this latest attack on this on this bus carrying trainee nurses. Uh, and this is a bit of the sounds we're getting from those injured who have currently been admitted in hospital. I them to sit down. I don't you sit down. I don't want you to sit down. And and what you're hearing there sounds of the, the hospital room where uh, some of the victims have just been rushed in the last hour. Uh, they were targeted, possibly, as we've just been listening there to the uh, Boku Municipal Security Council chair who just been speaking to us, they, they were targeted possibly but what we know tonight is that the don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a turbo tax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year turbo tax makes them count that means getting 100 dollars back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit turbo tax must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? 
Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Mass carrying the training nurses were, were fired into. Uh, many of the of the training nurses were left injured. I still have with me Albert, sorry, who's still with me on the line. Albert, uh, this is something that the residents in Boku are very used to, but it appears this is a significant escalation following what has happened uh, over the last few days. The the voices you hear in the background, you have been sharing that with us. Um, in terms of the numbers of people affected by this latest attack and how they are faring in the hospitals, have your sources told you anything more? So the information uh, was a bit scanty um, because this this incident, as I said, uh, happened not too long ago. Um, I got several calls, and so I wasn't able to uh, piece all the information together. So at the moment, we do not know the number who are injured. Um, there is one person that we have seen um, from from the visuals that uh, we have, but. Um, from what my source is saying, there could be more. Uh, the MCE says that the bus has been escorted out of um, the town, and he is the head of the Municipal Security Council. So uh, that may just be additional information. But initially, um, the, the information we got indicated that there were uh, more injuries, only that there is no uh, casualty in terms of uh, a death. Uh, and uh, uh, Hamza, uh, if you want to tell us if you've been told already the numbers involved in this, how many people were were injured and left uh, severely? One person oh, has person. been reported to me as being injured on the hand. On the hand, one person. The rest of the passengers, the rest of the students have been carried away. I think just few of them were brought. Probably out of panic and out of fear, um, you could be having some problems and so they brought some of them to the hospital but one person has been reported has been injured i am yet to go there and just in town i was having a conversation with some few residents i would be moving to the Presby hospital uh, this time allows me to see to myself i'll be making point again to go to the other places where injured because i wasn't in town i went for a workshop like i indicated in the morning there are other persons who were injured and proud of my coming. So I need to take time and do all these things. Yeah. But I have to get all these facts from my security commanders, my, the, the defense intelligence, the, the DNI on the ground, the, the military commander, both the, the, the special task force and also the 11 mechanized commanders, and also the special task force for the police and the regular police in town. These are the people that regularly brief me as to the happenings in town. So I need to get fresh-hand information before I go to look at it and ascertain the veracity of the entire thing before I can say something. Uh, and and thankfully, we can also bring in right now the Member of Parliament for Boku, uh, Mahama Yariga, who's joining us. Uh, Mr. Yariga, uh, have you heard already uh, what we've just been uh, talking about that happened in the last hour, the attack on the on the bus carrying training nurses has just come to your attention too? Well, um, I heard it. Uh, but I can't confirm the details. But uh, whatever it is, it is something that we must condemn in no uncertain terms. We cannot tolerate such uh, behavior. 
where people just ambush vehicles and attack and shoot at random. Uh, that's something that is uh, unacceptable, and uh, we must condemn that and discourage such uh, behavior. And, and this is happening I have, in the context. Uh, consistently called on the security agencies to devise a mechanism for patrolling those major roads so that people can travel in relative safety. Yeah, and Ms. Ayaga, this is happening in the context of what has happened in the last few days with the killing of the some of the residents. You uh, have been very consistent in the last few days, making the point that you believe these were extrajudicial killings and the military officers were wrong in what had happened. You were demanding action. Have you received any assurances that something will happen to get to the bottom of this if indeed this these uh, killings were, were not justified? Well, definitely the military will always uh, deny. Uh, but this time, like I indicated in my statement, I'm going to demand a full parliamentary inquiry, not just uh, in relation to this incident, but the conduct of the military so far for the entire period that they have been in Boko. I have uh, refrained from that because I appreciate the difficulty of the situation on the ground. And I, more than anybody, appreciate the presence of the military on the ground to help protect all sides in the conflict. And indeed, they have stood up to the occasion uh, many times. But there are instances of excesses, and we need to hold them accountable for those excesses, especially where the excesses are needless. And, and one such excess is what happened yesterday, where you went into a community, young people were sitting there, you apprehended them, if you suspect that they were uh, keeping any or harboring any weapons, you should have arrested them and then taken them to the police station. But that did not happen. You beat them and then finally shot and killed uh, three of them. Today, their mothers were demonstrating in the town. And again, the police were up, uh, the soldiers were up against them, beating them up and then firing gunshots and scaring those women and going to shut down their market. So it is these excesses that I, I complain about. Otherwise, of course, uh, ordinarily, military will not be in a place unless they are needed. And I must admit that we do need military presence there to help us deal with the conflict situation that we have. But we cannot also tolerate the military now becoming the problem. And that is what I think that the defense minister and the president must pay attention to. And we should discourage a situation where, you know, soldiers just uh, do whatever they want. They go on peacekeeping missions and they get all the accolades for being one of the best uh, uh, armed forces when they go out there for peacekeeping. But they don't treat the people the way that they are treating them in Boku. If they were treating people in the countries that they go to for peacekeeping that are even more violent theaters, the way that they are treating people in Boku, I don't think that the enviable reputation that they have obtained internationally or attained internationally would have been uh, accorded them. So why do you treat, you know, others elsewhere with that level of dignity and respect and yet when you, when you come back home, you treat your own citizens the way that they are treating people in Boko? I mean, today we've heard from the municipal chief executive who is with us. Uh, Amadou Hamza, you, you made this declaration, giving us a, a good sense of the security situation on the ground there? There is no safe zone in Boko. Even me as an MTU, where I reside, is a very dangerous area. My life also is in danger. Wherever you are staying, your life is in danger. 
I see it as the most dangerous conflict ever in the world. I mean, Hamza, I listened to you say this, and the conclusion you come to is Boko is now a failed town, ungovernable, security is completely broken down. This is a failure of national security, is it not? Yes, if you if you say so, um, you, you, it's your own definition about whether or not it's a failure on the part of national security. But I'm just telling you as a municipal chief executive, there is no place in Boku that is safe. Yeah, except that you're also the chair of the security council there in, in the municipality. You yourself and safe, you declare Absolutely. it as a, as a so, most so we, we, we will do our, our bit as far as the security situation is concerned in Boku. I mean, the we security, I mean, the security has lost control, is it? I mean, listening to you, this, this you've uh, lost no, no, control. No, 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 no. I don't situation. have to go that tangent. Security has not lost control over the situation in Boku. The numbers, the population, as against the numbers, is one of the uh, one of the, uh, the the causes. I can I must say so. The military will have its stand that maybe if you bring ten military men, it's enough for Baku. But I stand to differ because I'm a civilian, even though I'm asked to chair the the council. But I know that today, if you decide to augment the number of security in town, I think it will go a long way to help us in Baku. Yeah, I mean, you on the ground... We have called on that. We've yeah. done it. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean... On the, on, the, on the numbers to be increased. Yet, you should also know that the national security is also constrained in terms of finances, in terms of resources. If I tell you, if you go underground to find out how much has been spent to take care of Baku, I bet you you uh, will have a different opinion about this. it. How, so it's about many resources also. Resources, it's not just yes. a wholesale that national security has failed. Yeah, but, but I Hamza, disagree with just, that entirely. You, you but just, it is also about... Yes. You've just indicated that you've asked for more men. Currently, how many men do you have on the ground, police and military? But I cannot tell you. I cannot but, but tell you exactly many, many the more, men. Listen to me. Men do you they need? are in different phases. We have the 11, 11 mechanized which are already in Boko. We equally have the tax force that was sent to Boko. So for me to tell you, and day in day out, they keep on adding the numbers and even reducing the number, let me say so. So it would be difficult for me to tell you exactly the number of soldiers at Boko today today. Mm. Some are supposed to go on pass, some are on leave, and some are also no well. So on the ground, if you see the number of Boko is a very light area as compared to 2008 conflict, you cannot compare it to today. But, but you've you just, yeah, you just declared it. I mean, to hear you say and, de and declare Boko as the most dangerous Most dangerous place to live in the world. world. And that's why I must say so. Yeah, but that, that, I must that, say so. And that, I'll continue to re-emphasize the point that, that uh, Boko is the most dangerous place to live in the world. That in a nutshell encapsulates the problem with Boko, as we've just been talking about there. I want to bring in... Uh, the, the Reverend Dr. Enes Edujenfu is the chairman of the National Peace Council, joins us. Uh, I mean, Doc, thanks for your time here on Top Story. You just listened to the Municipal Chief Executive of Boku, who is a chair of the Municipal Security Council, declare the place is the most dangerous place to live in the world. Um, you have been trying. There's been a security solution uh, to this problem. The military has actually been on the ground. There's a military solution to that has been uh, uh, propagated over the years and pursued. There's been a political intervention. You have been trying to negotiate peace. To hear that declaration tonight, it appears to me all that effort hasn't yielded much. This is a catastrophic failure of national security, but also attempts to just negotiate this. What, you, you, what's your own reaction to that declaration? 
Well, thank you, Evans, for having me on your program. Uh, in the first place, I think that we need to support the military and the police to bring stability to the area. Uh, sometimes I think that they attack on the military and the police from the civilian public. But if we lose them, then we don't have anybody there to help us to... Absolutely. That's a good point. So we need to support them. Now, generally, because of the number of ammunition that are there, for instance, if a police police or soldier meets somebody who is holding a gun, and some of the guns we have in that area are much more sophisticated than what the police and the military have. And you find somebody holding, for instance, 50 uh, cartridges. Immediately, the police and the military will react because they are looking at their own safety. These are critical issues for us to <clears throat> reflect on and determine how do we help them to bring stability to the area where they also have some confidence to deal with the issues. I think these are very critical issues for us as a country to deal with. Because once we begin to bash them, then we are pushing them behind, back, backwards. It will look like, well, if the public cannot support us, what else can we do? Let's sit back and look at them and let them do whatever they want to do. But I think the situation is becoming much more difficult. But on our part, we have not given up. The Otufo Committee is actively working. The Inter-Ethnic Committee is also working. And we hope that, giving us a little bit more time, there might be some <laughs> way in, in resolving the problem that we do have on hand now. I'm grateful, sir. Uh, that's the Reverend Dr. Enes Edujem. He's the chairman of the National Peace Council. If you're just joining us tonight, two uh, developing stories for you. Uh, one, obviously, is the violence in Boku, where just before we came on, uh, Bas Karim Trininess's uh, was attacked and has left uh, several people uh, currently injured. As we had one person uh, is on admission. But we've seen a video of uh, at least two people uh, in the hospital receiving treatment. The bus has now been escorted. Uh, but this is just a continuation of the escalation, significant escalation uh, in the violence there that erupted, re-erupted over the last few days, uh, leading to the killing of at least four people there. Also, if you just join us uh, uh, on Top Story, we brought you that exclusive detail uh, from that IMF executive board meeting that uh, had been just finished a short uh, two hours ago with the outcome that uh, Ghana has passed that uh, first review uh, paving the way for the release of the $600 million. We have a special uh, coverage of a joint press conference for you on the Joy News channel starting from 6.30. You want to join uh, George Yaffe, uh, Kojo Brace and the team uh, to look and also listen to the IMF, but also bring some analysis uh, to that particular uh, developing story tonight uh, from the IMF Executive Board meeting. You want to join us on, on television for that. Ghana Connect is coming up uh, in uh, in a minute. You don't want to miss the conversation. We are live uh, in the Black Stars camp. We want you to join the conversation about our national team. We drew yesterday. Hopes dashed again, but... Some say uh, the mathematics may favor us in the end in our last game. Oh, I did like customize my shoes. <laughs> Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got the money.
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 